Webster's Dictionary defines compliance as the action or fact of complying with a wish or command. This is the Compliance Guy. The Compliance Guy. As a healthcare provider or healthcare professional, navigating the muddy waters of compliance can get tricky. And that's why we're here. Helping you mitigate risk while increasing your profitability. This is the Compliance Guy. Now, here's your host, Sean Weiss. All right, everybody, welcome to the Daily Dose on the Compliance Guy. I'm Sean Weiss, and as always, I want to begin by saying thank you all so much for tuning in, logging on, and just hanging out with me for a little while as I get to talk about all things compliance. So today, I'm going to take on the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But here's the good news. I'm only taking on a specific aspect of this law. And the reason is I've gotten several inquiries over the last couple of weeks from providers and um, compliance officers at hospitals and health systems asking how can they market to their patients? Can they sell their lists, their email lists, to third parties and allow them to market directly to the patients? So I thought I should probably put something out there on marketing as it pertains to the privacy rules. So I'm going to be specifically focusing on 45 CFR 164.501 and 164.508A3. So remember that the HIPAA privacy rule gives individuals important controls over whether and how their protected health information is used and disclosed for marketing purposes. Now, with limited exceptions, The rule requires an individual's written authorization before a use or disclosure of their protected health information can be made for marketing. This is to ensure that it does not interfere with core healthcare functions. Now, the rule distinguishes marketing communications from those communications about goods and services that are essential for quality healthcare. Now, it's important to keep in mind that the privacy rule addresses the use and disclosure of protected health information for marketing purposes by defining what marketing is under the rule. Accepting from that definition certain treatment or healthcare operation activities and requiring individual authorization for all uses or disclosures of protected health information for marketing purposes, as I said, with limited exceptions. Now, the privacy rule defines marketing as making a communication about a product or service that encourages recipients of the communication to purchase or use the product or service. Now, generally, if the communication is marketing, then the communication can occur only 
if the covered entity first obtains an individual's authorization. Now, this definition of marketing has certain exceptions, as I'll provide for you here. Um, examples of marketing communications requiring pr prior authorizations include a communication from a hospital informing patients about a cardiac facility that is not part of the hospital, but that can provide a baseline EKG for 40 bucks when the communication is not for the purposes of providing treatment advice. Another example of marketing communications that requires prior authorization would be a communication from a health insurer promoting a home and casualty insurance product that's offered by the same company. So it's important to keep in mind that marketing also means an arrangement between a covered entity and any other entity whereby the covered entity discloses protected health information to that other entity in exchange for direct or indirect remuneration for the other entity or its affiliate to make a communication about its own product or service that encourages recipients of the communication to purchase or use that product or service. Now, this part of the definition to marketing has no exceptions. The individual must authorize these marketing communications before they can occur. So, simply put, a covered entity may not sell protected health information to a business associate or any other third party for that party's own purposes. Again, covered entities may not sell lists of patients or enrollees to third parties without obtaining authorization from each person on the list. So, as an example, it is marketing when a health plan sells a list of its members to a company that sells blood glucose monitors, which intends to send the plan's members brochures on the benefits of purchasing and using the monitors. It is marketing when a drug manufacturer receives a list of patients from a covered health care provider and provides remuneration, then uses that list to send discount coupons for a new antidepressant medication directly to those patients. So the privacy rule carves out exceptions to the definition of marketing under three categories. The first is a communication is not marketing if it is made to describe a health-related product or service that is provided by or included in a plan of benefits of the covered entity making the communication, including communications about the entity's participation in a healthcare provider network or health plan network. A health-related product or service available only to a health plan enrollee that add value to, but are not part of the plan benefits. <clears throat> now, this exception to the marketing definition permits communications by 
a covered entity about its own products or services. So as an example, under the exception, it is not marketing when a hospital uses its patient list to announce the arrival of a new specialty group, right? So we're adding an orthopedic surgeon to the, to the group. Or the acquisition of new equipment. We've just purchased the latest x-ray machine or the latest MRI machine. This can be done through a general mailing or publication. It is not marketing when a health plan sends a mailing to subscribers approaching Medicare eligible age with materials describing its Medicare supplemental plan and an application form. Now, the second category would be a communication is not marketing if it is made for treatment of the individual. So as examples, under this exception, it is not marketing when a pharmacy or other healthcare provider mails prescription refill reminders to patients or contracts with a mailhouse to do so. It is not marketing when a primary care physician refers an individual to a specialist for a follow-up test or provides free samples of a prescription drug to a patient. And then the third category is a communication is not marketing if it is made for case management or care coordination for the individual or to direct or recommend alternative treatments therapies, healthcare providers, or settings of care to the individual. So as examples, under this exception, it is not marketing when an endocrinologist shares a patient's medical record with severe behavior management uh, or with several behavioral uh, management programs to determine which program best suits the ongoing needs of the individual patient. It is not marketing when a hospital social worker shares medical record information with various nursing homes in the course of recommending that the patient be transferred from a hospital bed to a nursing home. So remember, for any of the aforementioned three exceptions to the definition of marketing, the activity must be permissible under the privacy rule and a covered entity may use a business associate to make the communication. So as with any disclosure to a business associate, the covered entity must obtain the business associate's agreement to use the protected health information only for the communication activities of the covered entity. So in tying a bow around this thing, any communication that meets the definition of marketing is not permitted unless the covered entity obtains an individual's authorization. So to determine what constitutes an acceptable authorization, you got to go to 45 CFR 164.508. Now, if the marketing involves direct or indirect remuneration to the covered entity from a third party, the authorization must state that such remuneration is involved. In this, you have to refer to 45 CFR 164.508A3. 
finally, keep in mind that a communication does not require an authorization, even if it is marketing, if it is in the form of a face-to-face -face communication made by a covered entity to an individual or a promotional gift of nominal value provided by the covered entity. So, as examples, you would not require prior authorization when a hospital provides a free package of formula and other baby products to new mothers as they leave the maternity ward. You would not require a prior authorization if an insurance agent sells a health insurance policy in person to a customer and proceeds to also market a casualty and life policy as well. So I hope that what I've provided clears up any questions or confusion with respect to marketing under the privacy rule. There is a FAQ about the privacy rule um, that is available. Let's see if I can find that real quick. Okay, here it is. It's www.hhs.gov forward slash HIPAA. And again, that's H-I-P-A-A -A forward slash four hyphen professionals forward slash F-A-Q forward slash index dot H-T-M-L. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put it into the description for this episode in case you missed it. All right, that's going to bring us to the end of this Daily Dose. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, logging on, and hanging out with me just for a little while as I get to talk about my favorite topic, compliance. We'll be back tomorrow with an incredible interview with the man the myth, the legend, Pat Marion of CCI, former OIG auditor, supervisor, manager under the inspector general, and just all around incredible human being. I hope you'll tune in for that one tomorrow, Thursday, July 7th in the great year, 2022. Until tomorrow, remember, be good to yourself, but more importantly, be good to each other. Take care. You've been listening to The Compliance Guy. Sean has been doing this for 28 years. He holds 10 national board certifications. He's a partner and the vice president of compliance for Doctors Management, LLC. He's a subject matter expert in federal court. He's lectured at the most prestigious institutions. He's engaged with members of Congress in both chambers. So what we're saying is he's qualified? We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can find us on social media at The Compliance Guy. See you next time on The Compliance Guy.